episode 326 for September 2014, and this episode is sponsored by Thwip Studios. They're a fan-made YouTube channel dedicated to adapting Spider-Man comics for the fans. And you've not seen Spider-Man like this. You've seen some live-action motion comics before, but this is taking some of the best, well-loved stories of Spider-Man's history and bringing them to life. You've got to see it to believe it. For instance, they've adapted Craven's Last Hunt, When Cometh the Commuter, one of my all-time favorites, written by Peter David. I'm actually in that one, too. Uh, the Death of Gene DeWolf, and many, many more are coming up that they plan to adapt. They've got professional uh, motion comic animators and professional voice acting. JR's in a few of these, too. He voices Norman Osborn, and that is worth the download to, and visit to YouTube to check this out. Every two weeks, they have a new episode posted up on their YouTube channel, and they're looking for people to subscribe to it, also like the videos and discuss it and share it on Facebook, etc. Again, let's go over the URL for this. YouTube.com slash user slash Thwip Studios. T-H-W-I-P-S-T-U-D-I-O-S. Again, YouTube.com slash user slash Thwip Studios. T-H-W-I-P-S-T-U-D-I-O-S. Check them out. They're a lot of fun. If you're a Spider-Man fan, you got to check them out. Hey, Crawl Spaces, welcome to our Spider News edition. Let me introduce the gang. We've got George. What's going on, George? Uh, not a lot. It's actually very nice and cool here in North Texas. It's uh, about 60 degrees. It's been very rainy today, and I couldn't be happier. I'm about uh, 10 degrees shy or about 50 degrees right now in uh, the Show Me State of Missouri. Nice. Show me the blanket. I, I've actually got one on. <laughs> in the Spider office, I've got a blanket on. What's going on, Jr.? I don't know. I feel like I've just accidentally tuned into the Weather Channel or something. <laughs> and who's the drip? No, just <laughs> oh, oh! I just swung one back to Jr. By the way, Jr. just put up a very, very funny video. You went to Times Square and you saw some Spider-Man, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. You can't avoid them. Yep. <laughs> They're everywhere. Short ones, fat ones. Uh, you know, a, a very pathetic climb on rocks. Now, now, did you happen to see how much money these guys were raking in? I mean, did no, did, no, no, so I like five bucks a pick. No, or I, I see. This part of the problem, part of the problem is uh, uh, there's a lot of construction going on in that area, and uh, actually, that was a, a unique uh, that that there was actually that much room to maneuver around. A lot of times, it's it's it's, it's been hard to get around. No, I haven't. I haven't seen a lot of money trading hands, and haven't seen any fights either, unfortunately. I would have loved if you would have got a fight on video. That would have been awesome. I seriously did think about talking to one of them, but uh, I just, <laughs> honest to God, there, there was a good chance that they, there's a good chance they don't, English is not their first language, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate the video if you want to check it out, uh, front page of the Crawl Space. As of, we record this on September 12th. 
Uh, I just put it up a couple minutes ago, so check out the September 12th day. What's going on, Still a Nerd, Mike? What's going on, my man? Well, I am still a nerd, and despite the horrible connection, I am still on the air. <laughs> Mike's having a little bit of Skype problems, so we called his cell phone, and, yes. and we're patching him in. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate uh, you putting up with Skype. Oh, yes. have problems with it? I don't know what the deal is going on there. Yeah. So well, when Mike hopefully I'll figure it out. Hopefully I'll figure out during the, in the midst of this podcast. So if you're yeah, we might, it, might hook you back up to Skype through the, the uh, course of these three or four hours or whatever it's yes, going to be. Right. Uh, unfortunately, Mr. Bailey could not make it, so uh, hopefully we can have him in October. Bailey did uh, send his love to everybody. He said, let he everyone did? know I Wait love minute. him. Hold on, folks. Can you hear me on this? What? Can you hear this? Yeah. No. Okay, because I'm. Oh, I mean, I can hear you, but there's no oh, difference. Oh, well, never mind. That's just my headphones. Never mind. <laughs> hey, 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 Mike, Mike, can you yeah. hear this? Yeah. Yeah, he just flipped you off. I'm just kidding. I don't know if he did or not. <laughs> All right, uh, we haven't done. I, we we skipped iTunes reviews last month, so uh, we've got some uh, negative ones and we've got some positive ones. We don't. Uh, uh, read just the positive ones, so we're going to get to the negative ones also. So we're going to go back to July. This one was uh, Lee Heimbarger wrote this one, and he gave us five out of five stars. Uh, awesome podcast. Uh, ye guys are dope. Keep it up, yo. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we, are, we are dope. We, we are, are dope. Fact dope. We are very dope. There you go. I thought Tupac okay. was dead. <laughs> I, I guess not. Uh, next one's got a negative review by Paste Pot uh, Parker, and this one's called The Podcast That I Used to Know, Two Out of Five Stars. <laughs> I've listened to you guys for years, and I really enjoyed the show, but it was when George said in regards to The Amazing Spider-Man 2, quote, I wouldn't even watch this again on Netflix, unquote, that I realized I was no longer the target audience for this show. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was a film we all knew wasn't the best in its writing. Okay, that's, in- that's where I stopped. <laughs> you when didn't I read, read this on iTunes, that's where I stopped. I was like, okay, everything after this, after you just admitted that it had crap writing, I was like, well, how could you come down on me, man? Uh, but, he continues, in terms of character, it was perfect and easily the best spider flick yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let me get through it, let me get through it. What's even more frustrating is that the aforementioned quote by Mr. Berriman got a laugh out of everyone on the panel, including Brad, who enjoyed the film. Yes, I, I laugh when something as funny is made that's not the same for my opinion. I enjoy other opinions, hence why we have a panel. Anyway, I, what, look at mine. I need to continue reading it. Hold on. There have been many positive reviews during the course of this show, but for some time now, it feels as though when the panel doesn't like something, they compete to find the most creative ways to insult it. This alienates the audience members who differ in opinion and destroys any feeling of balance. You'd think with the already mediocre comics, the panel would look for the good, good elsewhere in the Spider-Verse. But alas, no, I don't want you to take this as hate mail, because it isn't. It is a review of the Spider-Man Crawl Space podcast as it is today. There is a version of that show that I would give an amazing review. This show has been told... This show has been told numerous times it's too negative. I used to gladly disagree with that statement, but now I'm just not sure. Sigh. I just miss the old Crawl Spacers. P.S. You're still cool, Jr. Oh, what the hell? I was about to say, now here I was. I was going to uh, disagree with this guy, and now I'm going to say uh, amen, brother. 
<laughs> two paragraphs on George sucks. <laughs> yeah, and then Jr. Awesome. gets one. You're cool. Uh, you know what? Uh, I gave Amazing Spider-Man two a very high grade. I gave it an A. Uh, I think uh, Jr. gave it a, a high grade, didn't you? What you give it an A? I, no, 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 no. It, 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 it didn't get it. I, I don't know. I don't really recall giving it a grade, to be honest. But uh, well, yeah, I, I didn't dislike it a bit. I, I did say that I think the uh, the whole is less, or the the whole was greater than the sum of the parts. I mean, it's got a lot of weaknesses. I I well I remember if you go back to that episode where he's referencing we we did go around the horn and give it a grade and I gave it an A George you gave it a I don't off the top of your head what do you I gave it a, I gave it a D a, a D or something like that so yes uh, J, George is very funny and and I tend to like his humor I think he's and. I don't have to agree with everything George says. Often I don't. You you laugh a lot of the things that I say that I know that you don't agree with just because of the way I say it. Well, yeah, it's because you're my friend. Yeah. I mean, I can ha- I can have a friendship with someone and not agree with everything they say. Yeah. I mean, hell, Jr. That's half a marriage, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, and, and the and the other half, the other half is murder and trying to get away with it. So, I mean, yeah, and, and anyway, well, here's, you know, here's here's what I took away from that because <clears throat> he's like, well, there's no balance on there. Well, we're we're the same, like you know, three or four people, month in and month out, and when you have four people, I mean, we've had different, you know, different takes on things. We have, mm-hmm. you know, uh, through the course of things. Brad typically gives higher reviews than say me, for example. I, I would agree. Um, I've often been said that. I've often been told that, and I would agree with now, that. Now, when we all four agree, boy, something's bad. You know, it's it's really rotten. But I mean, right. it's it's a matter of it's a matter of opinion. It's a matter of taste. You know, I I wouldn't. You know, if if you want to hear more positive reviews, I'd say, hey, go pester Marvel to stop writing crap. <laughs> Maybe that's a start. See, I'm laughing at that because I don't think Marvel writes all crap, but I think they do put out a lot. Well, here's the other thing, Brad. I don't all actually believe that Marvel just writes all crap. Right, exactly. I don't. I don't think they intentionally send out crap. But in fact, I think a lot of those things that they that they write are actually very good. Now, really? see, no one will hear that because of the way I said it. In an upcoming episode this month, uh, The Guardians of the Galaxy, you've been fairly tough on that title, and when you review the cu- next the couple of issues that we just talked about, you were very pr- – you praised Mr. Bendis. I did. I, I, I did, yeah. and uh, although we also pointed out the giant negative in the room that nobody wanted to talk about. Which is lack of venom. Which is the fact <laughs> that there's no point in having venom there at all. Right. So – Anyway, I, I – uh, if he says it's too negative, I think he's honing in on the opinions that are different from his. When, when I, it sounds like his opinion is similar to mine of that movie. So it, it sounds like he's not latching on to my opinion. He's latching on to George. But in a, it, it's good to have a difference of opinion when you have a panel is, is the point I'm just trying to make. Yeah. So, all right, let's go on to uh, the next one. Uh, Mr. David Hinton gave a uh, five out of five stars. Great podcast. Uh, the crawl space is awesome for all you for all your spider news and reviews. Though I think they can be a little tough on their reviews at times. I still look forward to each podcast. Thanks for all the great info and keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. Mm. That's very nice. Uh, spider Lobo wasn't that a spectacular Spider-Man storyline in the nineties? No, that or? was a spinoff of uh, BJ and the Bear. Okay. <laughs> no, Don't you remember Sheriff Lobo? I. Uh... JR remember Sheriff Lobo. I didn't really yeah, watch Claude Aikens, wasn't it? Hell yeah. 
Well, what was that storyline where uh, Gloria Grant had a, a Lobo nope. Brothers or something? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, werewolves, weren't they? Yeah, werewolves, they werewolves yeah. brothers. One of them got killed. There you go. Anyway, wow, I'm really off track. Anyway, he, his subject title is That's Funny, uh, five out of five stars. He says the show is informative, entertaining, and funny. Yeah. So thank you much, Spider Lobo. Uh, B.S. Spidey G. That sounds like a rap star right there. Or a saxophone player. <laughs> Uh, there you go, BS in the key of G. His uh, subject title is meh. <laughs> M-E-H, meh. That, that's the sound Walter Math or uh, Jack Lemon did in The Odd Couple. Mm. Meh, meh. Okay, sorry. Uh, three out of five stars. He says, it's okay, though I've heard far better, such as The Amazing Spider Talk and Forever Amazing. Nice try. Nice try. How long have you been doing this podcast now, Jomo? <laughs> uh, 2006. Hey. We started. Nice try. <laughs> Thank you. Really good, really good effort there, buddy. I'm, I'm, I, I appreciate you telling me I did nice uh, try. Uh, okay. uh, to that, I say, meh. meh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Chris Johnson, five out of five stars, amazingly diverse. Uh, I enjoy the variant opinions of the cast on this podcast. And I still am learning who is who, but I enjoy you all the same. Thanks for a great podcast. Thank you, Chris. We were just talking about varying degrees of opinion. Just a second. Well, so you have one guy saying we we don't have any varying opinion, and then we have another guy later on say I enjoy the the difference. Of I enjoy the varying. <laughs> Who do we listen to, George? Who do we listen? Jr. What do we do? I was about to say I'm trying to figure out. He's trying to figure out who is who, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's right, because Brad and George and I all sound exactly alike. <laughs> uh, Mike, you still with us? Are you yes, okay? I'm still here. Okay. I, I'm just. I'm just Quietly listening to all these wonderful comments. These varying opinions. Oh, it gets better. Come. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna end on the most negative one. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Buford Hollis uh, gave us two out of five stars, and his subject title is "I Had to Stop." Uh, writing this review pains me. Well, then you should stop. Anyway, <laughs> hence, hence why your subject title said that. Uh, quote, I love interacting with the universe of spider fans, and the crawl space is one of the defining Spider-Man fan sites and podcasts on the net. I listened to the show for years for all the knowledge contained with them. They do really know their stuff and learned a ton about the character in his world. Yet I would never recommend this show for others because it felt like a guilty pleasure. <laughs> Wait a minute. Guil- right. Guilty pleasures are... Guilty pleasures you admit to and then tell other people you liked it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, I'm continuing. With all that knowledge was an entitled sense of ownership of the character, which led to so much prejudging and negative speculation that it became hard to listen to. Reviewers getting angry over the lizard's lack of a lab coat before the first Amazing Spider-Man film was released to casual mockery of Slot's tenure on the book. For a while, it felt like former fans gathering to discuss something currently painful to them, and I found that negativity influencing the amount of fun that I had being a fan of Spider-Man. Not because of the character and what's being done with him, but because of the podcast. We're to blame. That was coupled with the casually sexist attitude of the show, which means well but seems unaware of the attitude it's expressing. Hmm. This, this extends onto the actual website itself with the Spider-Girls column, openly objectifying women, rather than actually presenting Spider-Fans, who happen to be women as well. With the mass exodus of hosts, did I leave? 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, now we couldn't get rid of you and Jr. I know we couldn't get. <laughs> anyway, the, there's hosts and there's panelists. That's an often confused thing. I think he meant panelists. Anyway, with the mass <laughs> exodus of hosts that I felt value in leaving the show and George's reappearance <laughs> as a key figure, the very person who would come on to review books after admitting that he didn't buy them or read them, I just had to stop. It pains me because there are a few places with so much Spider-Man knowledge. And their intentions are good. And Brad obviously spends countless time running the network he does, though the podcast could use some editing. Oh, I'm so sorry, Buford, that it pains you to listen to this show. Would you like your money back? <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> but how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? That, that, how was the play, Mrs. <laughs> George, you, you're, you're pretty much attacked in this one. Feel free to defend yourself. I've oh, been doing it my whole life, Brad. Yeah, hey man. <laughs> no, feel free. Um, <laughs> the thing he said about admitting that I don't read the books and then review them—that's crap. I've never done that. Now, on the message before I was on the podcast, remember I wasn't reading Brand New Brand New Day, right? Um, I would I would engage in the discussion that people were having about Brand New Day, and I'd listen to what they said. Well, yeah, this happened or that happened. Sometimes they post pages or whatnot, and I'd say, well, that didn't make sense. Knowing what I know with Spider-Man, this doesn't make sense. So I did do that, but when I started on the podcast, I actually – I didn't buy the book. Remember when I first started, I was reading my uh, friend Chris's stuff. Correct. And, you went over to your buddy's house and you read Yeah, them. and I read them, and, and then I would take notes there. And I think what he may be referring to, and Brad, you and I talked about this earlier, is, the, is that during the um, satellite podcast, back when there were three of us and not just two – I, I was only there because you know to do because we were also going to do Fight Club on the same recording and also um, yeah. uh, bu- 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 the cartoon Cartoons. episodes, yeah, the cartoon yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I mean I would chime in on stuff sounding ridiculous, like the like the Ultimate Galactus or uh, yeah the Cataclysm thing. Yeah. I openly mocked that because it sounded the, ridiculous. <laughs> and you're entitled to your opinion. I am entitled to my opinion. You know what? You don't. You don't do. You don't get paid for this. Now I don't. I, I don't know about me uh, or about us being sexist or anything, or, or about not. Here's the. Here's the thing, though, Brad. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, I, he's going to call you out and call you or call the crawlspace sexist for those Spider Girl pictures. Who's posing for the Spider Girl pictures? Who's making pic- the costumes that they show up in for the Spider Girl pictures and then putting them up on their Instagram? Right. It's chicks. And God right. bless them. Thank you. A lot of them are sexy as hell, and and sexy is a fine thing. We shouldn't. Why do we punish yeah. sexy? Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, now here's now, here's the thing, okay. okay? And I thought about this a lot after I read that review. Yeah. yeah. You remember back when uh, Black Cat showed up in ASM, and, and you know you had the milk bath with her. You know she was naked in the milk bath, and they had the boobies everywhere. Yes, I. Cannot forget that. Story. Now, yes. to me, that was gratuitous, and it wasn't sexy. You thought it was sexy. Yeah, I okay. mean, Black Cat's a sexy character. Huh. I mean, to each his own. Sex, sexuality is a, a different thing for every guy. I thought it was gratuitous. I thought, dude, come on. You're better than this. Why, why is Marvel doing this? But here's, here's the thing, though. Um, you know, for, that's just how I'm wired. Like, like the sexy things for me are the things that I don't see. Like when Peter and Mary Jane walk into his apartment, and then she closes the door. Yeah. Because when your mind – your mind take does the math on that way better than yeah. a comic book can show you. What, yep. The things that you don't see and that happen in your head are even better than what happens on the page. So yeah, it, it, I think it's just a matter of taste, but I don't, I, I don't see that putting the Spider-Girl 
column or not it's not really like column it's just it's more of a thing up on the front page is sexist i mean it's it, it would be one thing if we were putting them up and then saying terrible things about these gals but we don't we all sit around going that's that's a good look and that's a cute <laughs> gal you know what gal has been trying to look cute for dudes for years yeah going back to the first cave woman who put a flower in her hair <laughs> that's my take. And you, you know what i i i, I in, this show isn't for everyone and if it pains you, like it says that it pains you, and you had to stop. Well, he, first of all, he's not hearing this review. If he did have to stop, so I, so I'm sorry that this show isn't for you. Mm-hmm. Not everything is for everybody. We we get together once a month. We put out a show that I, that we enjoy doing, and and we endorse, and we we have fun doing. If we didn't have fun doing this, we wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So. So, Buford, I hope you enjoy uh, – there's uh, Amazing Spidercast is a good show. You can go listen to that one if you'd like. All right. Uh, if you'd like to leave us a review, negative or positive, uh, <laughs> go to iTunes, type in Spider-Man, scroll down to the podcast where the first or second thing that you'll see up on the list. Okay, let's hit the Spider News. Uh, let's see. What do you guys want to talk about? We've got a bunch of stuff. Oh, let's see. Uh, you guys want to I'll, – I'll, I'll poll the panel. Would you like to talk about the Spider-Man movie or would you like to talk about cartoons or would you like to talk about an, uh, comics? Oh, okay, just pick one. All you're, right. the, you're the host, Douglas. I'm sorry. I thought you had a bunch of hosts. The iTunes you're the host. Sense. We're just panelists. <laughs> you're the spider panel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll talk comics. Uh, this just came out. Uh, Marvel is releasing another ongoing spider title. It's called Spider-Man and the X-Men. And George, what is this book about? Uh, apparently it's uh, about Spider-Man and the X-Men. There you but, go. All right. No, I, don't, I don't know exactly what month it's, uh, it's coming out in. It's um, it's what? I think Mike? it's December. Okay. When it was supposed to come out. Yeah, that would make sense because the stuff we were hearing about that's coming out, you know, like, like, like Spider-Woman, we heard about that last month and it's coming out in November, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, it's <sighs> – Spider-Man and, and, you know, and X-Men have had a, a, a good history together. A lot of it involves him beating the hell out of them. <laughs> um, this one has got I don't I don't know who the character the X characters are in this. Uh, they're I, all I, like uh, they're all the characters from um, I think what they they're like the special what they call the special class. Yeah, I see Doom in there and he's very special. Yeah. Well, no, he's a teacher. No, God. Uh, well, well, there's the, Globulus and everything. I think it's one of the guys' name. Or, or this the, is another new, new, new mutants or something like yeah, that. Yeah, these were these were the students that were in uh, when the when the book was called Wolverine and the X Men. So it's yeah. basically what they're doing. What I think what they're doing is since Wolverine is going to be dead, they're going to have like instead of saying calling Wolverine the X Men, they'll call it Spider Man the X Men, and then after a story arc, they'll call it. Something then they'll reboot it with Wolverine. Then they'll reboot yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. That, that book. Mm-hmm. That book's been rebooted. This will be the third time. It's ridiculous. But or restarted or relaunched. But the the thing is here is that they're going up against uh, Sauron and Steger on the Dinosaur Man. Brad, do you remember when you texted me and sent me this news? <laughs> do you do you remember what my immediate reply to you was? Uh, I probably don't want to say it on the air, but it was not flattering to Sauron. It was Sauron can suck it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I. I, I yeah. Really, I mean, he's going to be overshadowed by the greatness that is Vincent Steger on the Dinosaur Man. But uh, I mean, I'll pick it up. I'll, I'll pick it up anyway. I, I hate Duke. Yeah. 
I can't stand Doop. I've never liked Doop, but I'll pick it up. Just hopefully Stegron can punch him in the face or something, and maybe <laughs> you know eat him or something. But um, but yeah, I mean, there's that's all we. It just it just seems odd that he. Well, Spider Man, the X Men. Well, I guess the X Men aren't the best selling uh, powerhouse that they used to be, but. Uh, they're in the top three of the most popular Marvel characters, so I guess it makes sense putting Spider-Man and the X-Men together, even though I really don't think it makes much sense. Yeah. He's the non-mutant superhero. What? It was on the 90s covers, remember? Yeah. Well, it doesn't say Spider-Man in the X-Men. It just says Spider-Man and the X-Men. It's kind of like Batman. And I Spider-Man. mean, it's like Doctor Strange and Ghost Rider. Doctor Strange isn't in the Ghost Rider. That didn't sound good at all. But you know what I mean. I mean, it's like it's it's like a it's like a just a big extended team up book, and we know all, we all know how Jr. loves those. <laughs> Jr. wouldn't buy this if it was on fire, <laughs> on free. Uh, Mike, are you going to pick this up? Uh, oh, a lot of hesitation there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it doesn't make you want to run out. The only thing I think the only thing that makes George run out is when it said Stegron in the solicit. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, you put Stegron up there, and I mean, I, I, there's a whole legion yeah. of us guys from StegronFan.net who will rush out and buy that thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk, uh, let's go over to movie news now. Uh, a lot of, uh, Andrew Garfield's been in the news talking, uh, he's promoting a new movie, and JR, you've got this one. He has a, uh, Garfield has a couple quotes about the Sinister Six movie, if uh, he's going to appear in that. What do we got with that bit of news? Well, let's see. Apparently, Andrew Garfield was uh, in Canada. So let's kind of cue the, uh, you know, A, and, uh, <laughs> you know, A, I'm Bob, this is my brother Doug, A, uh, you know, and cook some back bacon. Doug McKenzie, yeah. And, and fry some back bacon or whatever, you Take know. Take off, you hoser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we now now that we've got into the Canadian motif mode here, uh, apparently he was promoting another movie that he's in, and someone brought up the Sinister Six film, and whether or not uh, I guess either I don't. This is from the Toronto Sun, uh, and it didn't say exactly um, what Garfield was asked per se, whether or not he would be in it or what he knew about it, but right. Garfield did say, "I know more than I'm allowed to say." Uh, he said that he's excited about Drew Goddard uh, writing it, and whether I'm involved in that or not is kind of immaterial. And then basically said he wasn't going to say anything about it because apparently, you know, Goddard was involved in some other pro- project, and the s- supposedly whatever was so cool about that got leaked. And Garfield says, "Now you know why I'm not going to talk about it." So, so what what does this mean? I mean, I I, I don't have a clue. I, my guess my guess is that uh, he's all, clearly been approached to be in it. Uh, I'm sure that uh, you know I'm 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 sure that uh, for him to be in it, I think he probably signed the three picture deal. And but so for him to appear in this one probably involves some other negotiations. Uh, it doesn't sound like he would be a major player in it, uh, but right. but uh, but that he would have some kind of appearance. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it just idle speculation. I mean, it sounds like they're talking about him being in it uh, to some extent, mm-hmm. but that but that's about it. And uh, as far I mean, I I guess uh, Amazing Spider-Man three is going to be the big fight between the Sinister Six and, and Peter. So I, I, from what I understand, this is this is like a setting up the gang getting together. That's that's just, that was the same problem with ASM too. There's too much goddamn setting up. I was about to say, mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't we already have a setup movie for the Sinister Six? Well, 
Let's see, who do we set up in this one? We'd set up Mysterio, probably, and Venom. Craven, maybe. And, yeah, Craven. Well, we're gonna. This is gonna be a uh, message board question, isn't it? Oh, okay. I think. I guess. Yeah. No, yeah, anyway. I think somebody actually asked this on the message board. Any, any thoughts on? Uh, do we need Spider-Man in it, gang? Uh, kinda. It's a Spider-Man movie. I was, I I was about to say, if, <laughs> unless they. Unless they filmed this for $10 million, you know, uh, it, it damn well better have Spider-Man in it. Well, here, here's the thing. Do we need Andrew Garfield in it? Do we need Spider-Man taking off his mask? No. Or, or can we have uh, the stunt guy be Spider-Man and, I don't know, Garfield voice it or somebody else voice Spider-Man? Yeah, if pretty much. Want, if, if you want chicks to show up this thing, Garfield better <laughs> put in an appearance. It's got to be Andrew yeah. with, the, with the bed hair. And I and I say that knowing full well that the, the the two women that I live with, you know, think Andrew Garfield is 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 wonderful. Hubba hubba. Yep. Mike, what do you think? We need Spider Man in a Sinister Six movie. What's that? Do we need uh, Andrew Garfield? Hey, in a Sinister wake up, Six you hoser! <laughs> <laughs> Take off. Uh, I honestly, honestly, I think it, it, it would kind of help. Because yeah, I agree. I mean, it wouldn't. And because honestly, because in other words, you have to. I mean, the whole idea behind the Sinister Six is they've previously encountered Spider-Man, and therefore that's why they teamed up. So here yeah. you. So if What's you're going motive? to have a Sinister Six movie before, um, I guess what the third one, and they're not going to be fighting Spider-Man. So what's? So how exactly are you going to set? I mean, it's just going to be. Okay, this is going to be set up as a setup movie for the upcoming sequel. So, yeah. So it's like it's like why it's, 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 it's like it's, 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 it's like an hors d'oeuvre before yeah, the main course. Yeah, it's like the, the equivalent of watching the Dirty Dozen, but they don't go on the mission. It's just all about the training <laughs> montage, and it's just like, oh, we're going to train. Them. So we're just going to go on the training montage, and we're just going to have them on the camp because oh, just is about to go on the go on the mission. The movie ends. It's like, oh, tune yeah. in next now. So, tune in next week when the yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great analogy. That's a very yeah. Good. You wouldn't see everything go to hell when Ter- when Telly Savalas freaks out. Hysterical. <laughs> uh, Mike, you've got this next one. Andrew Garfield had some more quotes about uh, the people that disliked this Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, movie. he did an interview with. Um, the Daily Beast. Uh, it's a comment from publication. I guess he was talking. Um, you have the funniest names of. Sources. I know. It's just a, it's just one of these. You know, the Daily Beast. What was that other funky Badass website? Digest. <laughs> Badass Digest. Yeah, and unlike StayGroundFans.net, these actually do exist. So. No. <laughs> so anyway. Um, one just went across your back. You can't hear it. No, I, I know, but you can't hear my reaction because I'm flipping him off. <laughs> Uh, anyway, here's, this is a video podcast. You can see it. <laughs> uh, anywho, um, he was asked about um, about the, some of the, the reactions about the um, the you know the critics of, about you know how that the the interview asked that said that he enjoyed the Amazing Spider-Man reboot, but he wasn't very high on the recent sequel. And then he was cur- he was asked Gar- Andrew Garfield of what his um, thoughts were about it, and if I can read. Um, Garfield, what he said, he said, he said, quote, it's interesting. I read a lot of the reactions from people, and I had to stop because I could feel I was getting away from how I actually felt about it. For me, I read the script that Alex Kurtzman and Bob Orsi wrote, and I genuinely loved it. There was, this, there was this thread running through it. I think what happened was 
through the pre-production, production, and post-production, when you have something that works as a whole, and then you start removing portions of it, because there was even more of it that was in the final cut and everything was related, once you start removing things and saying, no, that doesn't work, then the thread is broken, and it's hard to go with the flow of the story. Certain people at the studio had problems with certain parts of it, and ultimately the studio is the final say in those movies because they're the tent poles, so you have to answer those people. But I'll tell you this. Talking about the experience as opposed to how it was perceived, I got to work in deep scenes that you don't usually see in a comic book movies, and I got to explore this orphan boy, a lot of which was taken out and which we explored more. It's interesting to do a post-mortem. I'm proud of a lot of it and had a good time, and it was taken aback by the response. So mm. he's essentially, it sounds like he's, it sounds like he's talking about it's mostly what's happening was studio interference, which I can kind of see a lot of that, actually. I mean, these guys, I mean, they're, you know, because scripts, the way the scripts are, they're usually, they're not, they're not usually set in stone. There's always going to be some kind of executive that says, oh, well, we got, they have to do reshoots and everything else. So I can see there's a little bit of a truth in that. But based on some of the stuff that's, what we do know about what the original script was supposedly and seeing some of the deleted scenes, uh, I kind of well, have to thank, There was a thank thread, God. damn it. Yeah, that's thank right. God, <laughs> thank God that the dad scene was done. Oh, God. Cut out. Yeah. That really, you know, that would have just ruined it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't uh, know if that was talking about that last month. I don't yeah. know if that's what he's talking about or not, but I mean, because of the... <laughs> Maybe if the thread had, had been left intact, then uh, uh, Dr. Ka- no, Dr. Kafka still would have sucked. <laughs> Sorry, I, there's, 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 there's no thread in which Dr. Kafka actually made sense. You know, playing off of the previous thread, I think the weakest part of this reboot series are the villains. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't really have much faith in their ability to tell a villain story from what they prevented, uh, presented with Rhino and the Goblin and um, uh, the Lizard. And, I am and Rhino, Electro, ha, ha, ha. Electro especially, I thought, was just so lacking. Well, you have an Academy Award-winning actor, and he's just ticked because he isn't popular. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's just – I just think that's the – and I gave the movie an A- minus because, you know, like Jr. said, the parts uh, – there's some parts of it that are awful, but the whole isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the chemistry between Garfield and Emma Stone out, outweigh a horrible villain like Electro. Anyway. Yeah, but that's oh, yeah, the thing, but- Brad. The next time you watch it? You still have to yep. sit through and, and suffer the horrible Electro. I know. The Electro is just su- such a weak part of it. Well, you yeah, per- he's well, the main villain. Speaking of Emma Stone, you guys have – there's been rumors circulating around about how she could possibly come back into the films. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to bring her back and make her Mary Jane. No, 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 no. no I no. really don't even see be- that. Even better, George. Think Not of – okay. You, you know, you, I'm sure you, you know, we know how you love Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh no! Oh, yeah. they're going to clone Gwen. Yeah, and what was she? Uh, what was specifically Carnage? Was yes. Oh, that would be awful. Oh, my God. Tur- turn her into Carnage. I don't even know. That's if I one of it. the rumors going around. It says, "Oh, I would rather I would rather see her as like a cameo thing, uh, and it's like Mysterio just messing with." It, or where's well, just time for Mary Jane? Well, there's well they're thinking maybe some. I don't know who started this thing, but they're thinking maybe this. There could be like the, for the third that they could try to touch upon the clone saga or something. Because like with oh, my, gosh. they're not gonna, these movies aren't going to last that long, man. 
That would just be bad. I really well, don't think that's why bad. they're thinking about, well, they could probably introduce Miles Warren as an Oscorp employee in the Venom movie, and then they can, she can show up in the... Oh, I mean, we're about to wait four years just for another Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Garfield will be on a pension by then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did, JR, did you read that Gwen Stacy turns in the carnage thing back in Ultimate? Uh, y- yes. Yeah, that, you, you don't want that either, do you? <laughs> well, no. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't any good, and it serves no purpose. Right. And uh, I say, I've always said, you know, uh, you know, dye her hair red again, and have her play Mary Jane, and everybody just pretend that that's fine. You know, I mean, I, I'm willing to ignore the. You know, I'm, I'm willing to suspend disbelief. You know, no, no, no. no. Uh, now you're taking it too seriously. I, I, I mean, come on, who, who's who? Who are they going to get to rival it? Uh, wow, well, that's we actually we've talked about that. So. We've talked about that. Can, there's there's girls they can get out there that can do it. Man, it's going to be tough. She's got big big heels to fill. Uh, is that sexist? I, I everything, apparently everything we say is. Perhaps. Now now I'm extra PC. I didn't mean to. Anyway, they then wear the, heels. The, uh, then the bastards have won. Oh. <laughs> Uh, let's go um, television. Uh, some ultimate Spider-Man news. Um, let's see, Jr. I want you to take this one. There, the Webbed Warriors. Are you watching this with Spencer? By the way, the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Uh, hell no. Okay. <laughs> well, one, we don't get Disney XD. Oh, you don't. No, we okay. don't. So it's uh, so it's not. Uh, it's uh, you got Netflix. They have season one and two up there. Oh, they do have. Well, I mean, uh, my daughter has a Netflix account that everybody <laughs> uses. So, uh, but Spencer hasn't said anything about watching it. I refuse to watch anything on Netflix. So, you know. Why? 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 What? It's awesome. What? What happened? What's wrong with well, nothing, nothing? Nothing really happened. It's just because everybody else in the family does it, I won't do it. Okay. <laughs> Wow. It's, his, it's his protest. I guess. You can almost hear the non-beating of his of his stone cold heart. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they're they're doing multiple versions of Spider Man in this Spider Verse, mimicking the uh, the comics a bit, and they're changing one of our favorite characters. Jr., tell me a bit about this. <laughs> <laughs> who are, who are they changing up, Jr.? <laughs> Well, let's see. Let's uh, let's see here. Uh, first of all, I, I guess you know my attitude is it's the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Who gives a f? You know, so <laughs> it's like so. so in, I, I couldn't care less what they do. I mean, you know, they've got the, this, they got one of the, uh, the um, off, an awful voice in, in Drake Bell. You know, and greasy hair, Doctor Octopus, and you know. Yeah. Any, any, anyway, so what they're I guess I guess when this uh, Web Warriors thing was announced, and they were talking about ultimate versions. You know, uh, some of our uh, you know b- beloved uh, comrades in arms were thinking that maybe you know we'd see Mayday Parker uh, as a as a Spider Girl. Well, we got Spider Girl, but it's not it's not Mayday. It, it is Petra Parker. <laughs> Coming from an alternate universe where the genders are reversed, she will yeah. fight Norma Osborne. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you read that. Norma Osborne. My mother-in-law's yeah. name is Norma, so I just cannot get over that. It, it just, it's just like Norma Osborne. It's just Norma. I, I mean, it just. I, 
I can't imagine. I can't imagine what a Norma Osborn would be. I just it, <laughs> Norman with boobs. I don't know. Oh please, no! I don't even want to go there. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! But uh, but you know, I, I think a lot of people are thinking that this is a diss on May May Parker, and uh, I don't really see that it is because. I don't know. Is is isn't? Well, I don't know. I was about to say because Spider-Man Noir is going to be in it, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was going to make a comment about maybe in from an alternate future, and there and all these other characters were going to be, you know, they're they were all going to be linear or present day in their respective universes. But then Spider-Man Noir is from the '30s, so I just shot that theory to shit. Then you've got you've got 2099 going to be in the show too. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, 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 you know, frankly, guys, I mean, if you like May Parker so much, be glad she's not in this piece of shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yet everyone hates me, but they're okay with Jr. Uh, but Jr. is cool. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I think that, everybody knows I'm a grumpy old man. That's the thing, you know. I mean, everybody's got a crazy eccentric uncle, you know, that they just tolerate. So that's what I am. I'm just the well, tolerated crazy eccentric uncle. The thing that. Uh, uh, spider fans or, or Spider Girl fans are a little upset about. They they copied the the exact pose that Ron Friends did. Uh, it's the exact same suit. Well, it is not the exact same suit. I take that back. It's it's uh, not Ben Riley's suit that she's wearing. Hey, but, hey, Brad. A couple of things on this. Yeah. Right. Uh, number one, we because Brad and I. Anyone who's listening to this, you the um, the. Ultimate cartoon episodes for season three. Brad and I have already reviewed them, um, so I don't know what you're going to hear first. But Brad and I actually discovered this, I think, while we were recording, didn't we? What, I don't know what you're going to talk about. About the but fact that, that it wasn't going to be May, it was going to be Petra? Yeah, we just discovered that as we were recording and it was the It's going to be Norman, but JR, there's also a female version of Jonah. Oh, there is? I didn't know about yeah. that. Like Jane Jameson? No, I think it's J. Joanna Jameson. Oh my God! <laughs> and I don't know whether to call this now. I don't, and this is this is this this will. I guarantee we're going to get another hate-filled iTunes review. But I don't know whether to call this the Ginoverse oh. or the Trannyverse. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this is just. I don't know, man. Yeah, well, but I mean, it sounds like an absurd idea. But but you know the thing is, to, as long as you're Spider-Man here is 15 or 16 years old. I really don't think the character of May works. I mean because she's the same age that would the the the, the dynamic is only in the the dynamic between the characters would only be would be interesting only if Peter were actually a little older. I I think. I mean right. I I don't think it would be of any interest or another thing that Marvel has done with the uh, the Spider-Girl character. Uh I read this book to my daughter all the time uh Spider-Man and uh, Friends, it's called. And in that book, and there's several other products that they've released. Uh, they don't release these anymore, but uh, it was called Spider-Man and his Friends, and he'd have... They were like little kid versions of, of Marvel heroes, and Spider-Man had a Spider-Girl in the book, and it's his uh, cousin, uh, May. And Mayday Parker, she also has spider powers. Yeah, Spencer used to have those books. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess that I think that would be a little bit more tolerable than this. Marvel Media know. has an aversion to May, to May period, but especially May being his daughter, and it's yeah. like I, I think it's a leftover of that uh, out of date, terrible Brevert Manifesto, which we'll talk about later. Um, but uh, 
it's like you know like that's why I don't think anything like cartoon wise or anything that Marvel has to do themselves you're not going to see Mayday in it. They want people to just kind of forget about Mayday. Now they'll bring her out. They'll bring anybody out in the main, in the comic book. You know, I mean, and so that's what we're going to get with the Spider Verse. You know, there, we'll have Ben Riley back. We'll have May back because that generates speculation. Oh, are they bringing Ben Riley back? Are they bringing May back? May, uh, but no, they're not. Past the Spider Verse, no, that, that's not. What and, and I think I said this before. As a as a father of a daughter, I I wish that there was as much. I wish there was Spider Girl stuff out there yeah. for kids to buy. Uh, there's Supergirl stuff and Batgirl stuff that's plentiful. There's not a, a, a Spider Girl uh, character out there to latch on to. Nope. And, and when Marvel does it, they release it to uh, McDonald's, and they paint the, uh, the, the, the toys pink, and it's still Spider-Man. <laughs> anyway, um, let's, uh, we've got a little bit more news about um, the voice actors that are going to – by the way, the voice actress – of made uh, I'm sorry, not Mayday. Petra Parker is Olivia Holt, and she has uh, been in several Disney movies like Girl vs. Monster, which, again, my daughter loves that show on Netflix. <laughs> I've seen that damn thing so many times. Uh, Mike, you've got this one about uh, two voice actors mm-hmm. that one has always wanted to play Spider-Man, one has already played Spider-Man. Take yeah. me through this one a bit. Uh, which one do you want me to talk about first? Whatever you'd like. Okay, well... Uh, you probably, folks, I'm sure some of you remember, um, probably about, I think it was maybe back in 2010, there was an article on io9 um, which talked about um, how uh, when they were about to, when they were in the first, when Sony was first announcing the relaunched Amazing Spider-Man, um, this article was asking, why does Peter Parker have to be a white guy? And one of the things about the, and one of the things about from the spawned from that article is the, the actor uh, Donald Glover, who um, some people probably know better as uh, Troy from the from the NBC comedy Community. Um, he kind of expressed interest in kind of playing, you know, auditioning for Spider-Man because, like Garfield, he was a lifelong Spider-Man fan. And it got to a point where there was this whole social media um, campaign, like they'll have Donald Glover. Um, audition and there was a whole controversy around it well anyway um there was a moment in the show community where donald glover's character was dressed in spider-man pajamas to kind of show i I saw yeah yeah. and it was that particular image which inspired or one of the inspirations that's inspired uh, brian michael bendis to create miles morales well Flash forward to, to the present day, and for uh, the Ultimate Comics, Ultimate Spider-Man te- television show, well, as part of their whole, I guess, what, upcoming episode, uh, Miles Morales is going to appear, and he'll be voiced by Donald Glover. So he got his wish. Yes, and I actually, yeah. and you have the, we have the, there was a, of course, there was a clip showing a brief clip of this, um, kind of a preview of this. He sounds good. Oh yeah. He sounds quite, yeah. you know, it's actually, and it actually comes across as, you know, surprisingly well-written, you know, considering right. the uh, reputation this, uh, or the infamous reputation the show has. But, so, <laughs> but, I mean, uh, when it's good, it's good, and when it's bad, it's bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, no, I mean, it, it's, I mean, based on the clip, it looks like it's going to be pretty Yeah, this, this, people look this pretty looks like one of the highlights of the show. Miles Morales fans will now get to marvel at the chibi version of himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> there you go. 
And now tell me about the returning voice actor. Okay, the returning actor is, I'm sure folks will remember a certain Mary Jane, and you know exactly <laughs> who that is. That yeah. would be Christopher Daniel Barnes. Um, yep. And uh, this guy, and who was voiced, who did the voice for Spider-Man back in the night, who was back in the 1990s cartoon. He also did the voice for, um, if you remember, um, Spider-Man: Shattered Dimensions. He did the voice of uh, Spider-Man Noir, um, and for Spider-Man: Edge of Time, he did the voice for Miguel O'Hara. And yep. what I didn't realize is that he um, did the voice for Electro in old, in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. I didn't know that either. Yeah, and when so I, was writing I saw that article our, up. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, and so anyway, he's going to make a return appearance as part of this whole Spider-Verse episode miniseries thing in 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 Ultimate Spider in Ultimate Spider Man Web Warriors. Now so the Spider Man he's pl- he, the Spider Man he's playing sounds really kind of weird. Yeah, he's playing a character called the Spider Knight. And mm-hmm. what this guy is apparently he's supposed to be a Spider Man from a universe which apparently never progressed past medieval times. <laughs> so it's so he's essentially he's so I guess he's basically so he's a he's like a night night yeah, spider okay, armor because so looking at the DisneyXD.com page it says Spider Knight as the Spider Man of an alternate medieval world Spider Knight uses his spider powers to protect the citizens of York from danger <laughs> so so yeah so, so for those who get so now for those who know their geography York is actually a town in England. Or mm-hmm. in, Great, in Great Britain and stuff. So I'm kind of hoping that Christopher Daniel Barnes does not try to do a British accent when he's <laughs> doing this. But who knows? You know, um, the the armor that they show—it's uh, a red and black armor—is very similar to the one where he fought the uh, Sinister Six with the Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah, I was kind of noticing that as well. I mean, yeah. I know they had a teaser image of. A couple of these, yeah. like like not not that the one that they put up recently, but like from when they were first announcing this, and you kind of saw it. It kind of there was that I think there was somebody, someone who was dressed in something that looked very much like that. It might have been this this um, Spider Knight character. Oh, and yeah. I love the fact also that this is a spider spelled with a Y. By the way, because we have to get S P Y D E R Spider Knight. Because we have to get we have to because that's because. Just spelling it the regular way is not extreme enough. But by God, he's got a hyphen. <laughs> well, apparently when he defeats there's him, there's no hyphen gonna... in this either. So, oh, there's no hyphen in Spider Knight. No, I spelled it when I wrote. Not. When he defeats them, he's going to take them to jail. G A O L. That's how they used to say <laughs> it. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move off the hidden or the well. Well, we've got one more that was very talked about, and then we'll go off the spider beaten path for odd spider news, which I section I enjoy a lot. Uh, I'm uh, lovingly calling this section Spider Woman's Ass. No. Uh, <laughs> George, uh, that's you, just one. <laughs> well, this is what's in debate, sir. Uh, the posing of Spider Woman on a variant cover. Tell me about this mess. This went up all over websites, dude. Right. And what was funny was that when we covered this on the crawl space, we just put up pictures of the cover. You know, of the of the cover. I don't even know if we released the variant cover on the front page, did we? Yeah, we did. When we did? I did, when Mike did the the uh, solicits, he had it up there. Okay. All right. Yeah, and, and, I, I post. 
I didn't I post a video of, of one guy, this YouTube clip that you showed me? I think I posted that. I don't, anyway, do, do a little setup of what we're talking about. Well, no, I'm <clears throat> okay, so last month uh, they announced Spider-Woman was going to have her own ongoing series, uh, and uh, it's going to come in November. And um, they showed the, the first cover for it, which is her and uh, everyone's, you know, the, the fan favorite Silk. And, um, and then they released uh, like a week or two later. They were, I think it was maybe later the same week. I can't remember. Uh, they released an alt, you know, a variant cover, which is Milo Minara. Now, if you're familiar with Milo Minara's work, you know, um, he, he is very heavy in eroticism. I guess that's a good way of saying it. Uh, yeah. his, the work that he's most, mostly known for, um, is very heavily eroticized. Um, and he drew a variant cover for Spider Woman. And people, I say people, uh, progressive sites, uh, Slate, Entertainment Weekly, um, uh, places like I, that. I yeah, yeah io9, io which is mainly a like, geek tech kind of thing, um, were apoplectic about how sexist this was and how could, how could you do this and you're turning off your female readers and yada, yada, yada. But Slate, Slate and a, and a couple of the others, including Time Magazine, went so far as to say they would never post Spider-Man that way. And <laughs> a guy named Maddox, uh, who apparently I guess is you know a sexist, racist, homophobe like me, according to everyone else on the planet, um, put up a YouTube video showing how asinine all of that was. And and basically, I mean he. The, his entire well, – half of his rebuttal was showing the cover of Amazing Spider-Man Volume 2, Number 30, which was J. Michael Straczynski's first issue. Yeah. That had a J. Scott Campbell cover of Spider-Man almost in the exact same goddamn pose. Yeah. And no one lost their shit ten years ago when that <laughs> came out. But mm-hmm. ten years ago, we weren't as politically correct and nuanced and progressive as we are today, so everything, everything is an attack. Everything is an offense today. Everything. Yeah. Every you have to get outraged about everything because that drives clickbait news, <laughs> and so people freaked out about it. And this guy named uh, Maddox, and um, I, this is the first I'd ever heard of him before, but apparently he's a pretty prolific YouTuber. I mean, just goes to town on these people talking <laughs> about this stuff, you know, and and then starts talking about some of the other uproar, like oh, it's painted onto her body, you know, and then he starts showing examples of how. Superhero costumes and spandex have always adhered to muscle tone. You know that they adhere to the contours of the body, and it, it, in a way that doesn't actually exist. He actually shows a picture of somebody in spandex to show you what it looked like, and it's not appealing. Did he? Was this the, this video? Did it have the uh, uh, picture of Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man? Yeah, he even one? points that out. Yeah. You know, he, he, he was out, like, yeah. yeah, he points out that the, was hysterical. The, the the gold, you know, cover with the Spider-Man and the crouch is, you know, the classic image from. You know, the uh, Spider-Man number one that sold 8 trillion copies and is worth like 50 cents now. Um, Tell me about it. I'm still trying to sell it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he points out to that. He's like, you know, if you look hard enough, you can see – you can trace the outline of his junk. <laughs> you know, but nobody lost their shit. Yeah. You know, and it is. I mean, this is this has more to say about the companies that freaked out about it, like Slate, like Time, like Iona. This has much more to say about them than it does – the cover itself. It's just a sexy cover. Newsflash. Newsflash. Superheroines and superheroes are going to look sexy. Yeah. They just always are. You know why? Because people aren't going to read about Baron Mordo being the main character. They're just not. 
they'll be they'll read him being the bad guy, but he's not going to sell books for you know month after month for mm-hmm. ten years. It's just not going to happen. And so I mean, this just points that this is this is our new culture. This is our evolving culture where everything must be an outrage. And how dare somebody do this? You know, I mean, it's not like Milo Manara got on the internet and said, "Hey, go f yourself." <laughs> he got paid to draw a cover. He got paid to draw a sexy cover. A sexy artist got yeah. paid to draw a sexy cover. God, God Almighty. You know, yeah. it's the end of the freaking world. And there's, I mean, there's, they even talked about how some people, or the same people who are bitching about it, were also bitching about the regular cover, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, because it has Jessica Drew, you know, and she's coming out, and they're like, oh my God, her breasts are the focal point of the thing. And he's like, sure, if you, ignore your, if you ignore her head, which is actually closer in the perspective than her breasts are, <laughs> but okay. Right. So it's people wanting to be angry, just, just right. needing to be angry. Let's let's open it up a little bit. JR, Mike, what do you think of that? Uh, this thing blew up. Well, I mean, I was going to make a comment about how um, there's, if that was, if um, if she was actually wearing spandex, there's no way she would have a uh, wedgie that big. But uh, the video kind of already addressed that, so I'm probably not going to, you know. I I mean, it's it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It the the human body in comics is an exaggerated version of exactly, what it, yeah. of what it is for men and women. Right. I mean, this is this is something that's going to. I mean, it, this is not like it's anything new that you're going to have like over exaggerated, you know, forms of the of the human anatomy. That's just kind of part and parcel. And also, let's face it, comics have like kind of since they're morally related to you know. Men and boys and everything. That's going to, you know, there's going to be, you know, pick, women are usually depicted in more kind of provocative ways. But what I kind of gets me about this whole thing is that when this whole thing broke, is this idea that Marvel kind of tried to play a little bit like, oh, that they were shocked at, oh, we don't see what the big deal, you know, about the controversy <laughs> is. Um, I almost kind of think with this is it's kind of to me it's a little bit odd because in a way that they're sort of trying, they are trying to kind of market trying to market this thing as a trying to appeal to, you know, the spider woman, they're trying to broaden their readership towards women. Yet at the same time, they have a all, you know, even though this is a variant cover to try to, you know, attract guys like us, but at the same mm-hmm. time, also reading the description of what spider woman is of what the series is, it's how it's a direct tie in to the upcoming spider verse. And, the last time I remember that we had a comic book that was launched that was in, that was a direct tie into some other event thing, it was Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man with the other, other yeah, and yeah. and how ever when and huge and how that was that title was having the trouble trying to find its voice. So I'm kind of thinking that this is going to be a title which is going to have the same problem. So yeah, so who knows? Chair, what do you think of the controversy? Well, I, I think the controversy itself is relatively ridiculous because yeah. I think there are just simply more important things in the world to be worrying about. I, I do get, I do, I mean, you know, I'm a red-blooded male and I like the female form uh, as much yeah. as any others. I, I, to be honest, though, I do get a little bit tired of the of, of some of the oversexualization of women, partly because I just think it's disingenuous on the part of uh, on the part of. Uh, you know, not just Marvel, but but anybody. You know, I mean, it, it's like they oh, we need more, we need more female readers, but let's put images out there that are guaranteed to offend them. You know, there seems to be a certain disingenuousness, but but uh, you know, sexy. I mean, you know, sexy good girl art has been around for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? But you know, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, 
drawing females in an exaggerated, you know, anatomical matter or anatomical fashion, pardon me. Um, it's it's nothing different than what they do with the males. The males just don't have boobs. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they well, do. Well, technically, I mean, they can. Well, okay, but you know, but you know what I'm saying, Brad. I mean, what 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 they they exaggerate the breasts and the butt. I mean, on women. I mean, if, and on guys, they exaggerate the abs and the muscles, etc. If you saw a dude like like let's say Peter Parker's got his shirt off like in uh, in a John Romita Jr. comic, okay, okay. right. You know, if you see somebody like down the street, you're going to look at that dude and say, "My God, this guy must just live in the gym." You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's insane. But so so even the dudes have the exact same thing. They are exaggerated images because mm-hmm. because they're heroic characters. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put spandex on me, it's just it's not going to look heroic. When people, <laughs> and this has been happening going back to the Greeks, man. I mean, look at look at people yeah. like you know. I mean, like look at their gods. I mean, look at characters you know like uh, like Aphrodite. Look at Hercules, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. People yeah, people a, don't want like a rail thin you know short dude as their hero most of the time unless they're reading Harry Potter. The other thing <laughs> is too, when it, when it comes to art and when you're showing anything with you know usually anything that looks like a that hinted of of you know nudity or what have you. It's all about the context of the image rather than, you know, it depends on what the body is actually doing as well. So, I mean, if you're just going to be showing a person, you know, usually showing someone who is someone, a female woman or whatever it is in in an artwork, but it depends on what the context is and rather than, I mean, and, you know, it just, yeah, it's just a little, it can be a little silly, so. Right. Uh, no, another bit of comic news, uh, George. We got some bad news about one book and some good news about the other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've got two cancellations to the spider, spider satellites that we uh, review every month. Yeah, cancellation uh, news can sometimes cancellation news can sometimes <laughs> be um, a mixed bag, uh, and that's what we have there. Yeah. Uh, we got word that uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man has finally been canceled. It'll have its last issue in November. Um, I don't know what issue number that will be. I think it's 15. I think so, too. I could be wrong. Which is, you know, that, that message with the rumor that we'd heard earlier this year that I was going to end at 15. If any book needs a reboot for a number one, please try it again with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, keep the same team on it. Do it again. That's, Spencer and Lieber as a team are just dynamite. Yeah. But Perfect. also, no, so that's the good news. Oh, I, no, that's the bad news. That's, that's the bad news. news. That's the ter- <laughs> Here comes the good news. Terrible news. The good news well, at least uh, you know, ninety-eight percent of the planet Earth. Um, the New Warriors is getting canceled, so you won't, you won't get your, you won't get your monthly dose of Kane doing stupid things like playing patty cake with Mister or or arm wrestling with Mister Whiskers. Oh, and no, I, seriously, I shouldn't be I shouldn't be up I shouldn't be kind of her celebratory of New Warriors being canceled because I was kind of I was kind of hoping that there you know there would be kind of somewhat of a you know. Be, I have a kind of a soft spot for it because I grew up reading, reading it during. I did, you know, I do too. I mean, I I love the '90s Fabian uh, Nicieza and uh, Mark Bagley's New Warriors. I love that book well, in the '90s. Part of the problem with the series, though, was most of the New Warriors weren't even there. I mean, you had Vance, you know, Astro there or Justice, and you Speedball, and that was it. All the no, other they just brought a silhouette. Yeah, oh, Silhouette was showed up, yeah. And they know. Yeah, well, well Nova, yeah, because the original <laughs> Nova's gone. And then you got 
Um, and then he got let's see, dude, and Namor, Namorita's gone, sort of, I guess, unless it was. That well, dude, they did that with guy. the previous volume of New Warriors. Remember when Jubilee was on it? Oh yeah. I mean, that I was, mean, well, that's was when they had the, yeah, because that was when they tried to do all that thing with the old oh, depowered. That was a mess too. It just they haven't been able to capture it. And I'm sorry that the book is canceled for the fans that like it, but man, it's just—I mean, it's just rough. I'm glad I we really found the one person that liked it to review it on the front page. Big John, by the way, if you if you like the book and you're listening to it, Big John likes it too. He's volunteered to uh, review the book until it's canceled, and he's—he's—he likes the book. He gives it positive yeah, reviews. Yeah, see, there you go. There, there's the counterbalance to what I say—the awful things that, that Brad and I say about it on the satellite podcast. <laughs> There is the counter. The, I don't want to use the fair and balance because then they'll say we're right. I mean, I didn't set off wanting this book to suck because I was having to pay money I for it either. and read it and, and read it. You know, <laughs> review it for the damn satellite podcast. But a turkey's yeah. a turkey, man. Yeah, I mean, this this I thing guess. was a hot mess. Speaking of hot messes, uh, <laughs> we're going to go off the rails for spider news. If uh, th- this is uh, stuff that I find that I just think would be discussion worthy. <laughs> So uh, this is my favorite section of Spider News, by the way. I'm going to do one, and this one is called, drum roll please, Ditko News. Very good. <laughs> uh, Steve Ditko, on August 30th of this year, which was just a few days ago, uh, wrote a fan by the name of Marvin Hoover. And I'm a fan of the Ditko Facebook fan page, and uh, he posted a picture of the letter that Steve Ditko wrote him. And basically, Marvin wrote Steve, and he said, what do you think about Marvel stealing Spider-Man from you over the years? Do you have an opinion? And Steve, or Mr. Ditko, as you will, uh, he goes, I quit Spider-Man in the 1960s. It's now 2014. (laughs) All questions about S-M that passed are irrelevantly in... It changes. What's the word I'm looking for? I read for a living. I, I no, you I'm to going to force you to read it. Irreverently, irrelevantly. <laughs> Anybody? Irrelevantly. I'm not even going to look at it. Irrelevantly. You're, you're the newsman. You. Irrelevantly. It, it changes nothing. Is what Steve Ditko says. Wow. Regard Steve Ditko. Uh, and uh, our friend uh, Marvin. Uh, went on, I, I, so I posted it on the front page, and, and Marvin has written to Steve a few times. Uh, and he uh, wrote, uh, Marvin wrote Steve, uh, wished him a happy birthday, and he asked him uh, the reason why he left Marvel. Was it his disagreement with Stan over the Green Goblin's identity? And so Steve wrote back, Dear Marvin, thanks for the birthday greetings. What fits the candles, where on the cake, depends on who has the ability and the authority. Some combinations just naturally go along without any problems. Quote, dot, 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 left Spider-Man, if that's true, no matter what I wanted the Green Goblin to be, or no matter what others claim about me, the, gr- the Green Goblin, etc., no one can provide the facts, the truth, the proof that will please everyone. It's like... With uh, most issues uh, created with someone's fictions and fantasies, some, quote, others will always not believe and claim to know the, quote, real story. Regards, Steve Ditko. 
what in the what does that mean? He's, and he's, I he's answering it and and characterized the question. I, he did. He's what? talking like the character of the question. My gosh, man! I mean, I just, I just can't wrap my head around this dude. Maybe that's why I just yeah. We cover him every month. Next month it'll be like Ditko news. Ditko went and got a milkshake. Ditko wrote a wrote a shopping list. <laughs> now, the question is though, Brad, since I've heard yeah. about your history in, in in terms of authenticity, often often making these sure these are authentic um, okay. letters and everything. We do know, by the way, that this is authentic, right? Yes. Okay, because I know the guy did say that this was genuine. Stuff. Oh yeah, there's there's I mean, Ditko is a prolific letter writer. Okay. And, and now my question to the spider panel. I have been able to find Steve Ditko's address. And does that make me a stalker? Yeah, yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, am, I am going to write Steve Ditko a letter. My question, here's a couple questions to you fellas. One, should I handwrite it or should I print it out on my printer? That's the first question. You should handwrite it. And I make, should handwrite and make sure it. that it is very clear. Okay. That, that shows he, that you appreciate the medium in which the man is going to respond to you. Okay, because Steve handwrites them back. Right. You, okay, so I, so I should handwrite this. My handwriting is atrocious, but I, I will try. Get someone else to handwrite it if you need to. And maybe, maybe, yeah, my wife should do it, actually. She's got great handwriting. Anyway, uh, the second thing, I want to get information out of him, but I want to do it in kind of a way that I, I, he'll, he'll divulge something that no one else has heard before. How do I do that? What what question could I give Steve Ditko that he would get? I could get something out. It, Jr. What do you think? I think he's got. I don't think you can do it. I think he's been asked every variant of the questions. He knows them all, and he's not going to give anybody an answer. I think you're wasting your time. Here's the question that I think I'm going to put in the letter. What do you think of seeing your character that you co-created? Out in public, how does that make you feel, or what do you think of that? Because you can't go into a supermarket, you can't go into a movie theater, you can't go into a bookstore without seeing his creation that he that costume he thought of and, and designed. You want me to tell you what, what? he'll tell you? It, it, it's irrelevant and it doesn't matter, or something. No, like he's that. not going to yeah. tell you it's. He's going to tell you that. It was what it was, and it was work that he did 50 years ago, and it was nothing more than work. Uh, another question I was pondering about asking him is, uh, do you, does it mean anything to you how much this character has impacted so many millions of people worldwide? Remember, this is the same guy who, in Sean Howe's book, went to the first or, or one of the proto-comic book convention and, you know, conventions and was like, what is it with you people? We're just, we're just. This is just work. We're just doing work. Why are you like obsessing about it? Well, I mean, you didn't understand work, it. And then there's, he, yeah, he doesn't get why people like it. I, I I'm assuming. I, I, if he's a fan of something, it's it's not comics. It's probably baseball for him. Illustration is illustration is illustration. Mm-hmm. You know. I wonder is is Anne Rand's. I don't know that much about Anne Rand's theory, but is it bad to be a fan? It's not a. It's not a. It's not a bad thing to to like something. It's it's um. It's not because it's you know you're working. And that's definitely never a bad thing. And and Ayn Rand stuff is working. Yeah. Um. But it's yeah. I don't know. I I don't really think that it would. Know. You know. But I mean that's the thing though. For him, it's a job. 
I know. You know, and he's he's just a professional. He's just doing a job. He's just, he'll draw whatever anybody wants him to draw. You know, for for the price he's asking. Jr., do you have any question that you would think, or Mike, or any any question that you think would be would get something out of him possibly that we don't know? Um. I don't, yeah, I, I, that's a good question. I'm trying. You would have to think about it. A it is bit. a conceit. It is a conceit to think that anything that we would want to ask him has not already been asked of the man in, in different ways, shapes, and forms a billion times already. But I'm going to try it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to I'm going to send him a letter, and let's and I will read it on the air if he writes back. That will be next month's Ditko News. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if if he responds that quickly, I mean, I don't. Oh, I, don't I mean, he must get a lot of mail. Yeah. No, no. This this uh, Marvin said he wrote him. Um, he's been writing uh, regularly, hasn't he? He's been writing him the last couple of years, and he. I guess the trick is you got to put a, a self addressed stamped envelope in the envelope, and he'll write you back. Hmm. So he 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 has a quick turnaround. You no, know, he so, he it, may open up about other characters more than he than he will about Spider Man. Like if you asked him stuff about the question, which you don't even know who that is apparently, um, he'll. Uh, <laughs> He, he he might be a little more open to asking that because he probably hasn't heard all get, those. I don't care about the before. question. I don't care about the question. Well, then question. don't even write him a question. Just say, "Hey, Steve, thank you very much." Uh, and uh, you know. Well, the thing is, I would like a letter written back. Is the thing. Well, no, I mean, you know, say because I'll, I'll frame the damn letter. I just think that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, say, I mean, complimenting. Thanks, Brad, or whatever. I, you know, just tell him how much you know his work is meant to you, and uh, maybe enclose. You know, say you know I I know that you like to uh, enclose drawings uh, on the letters when you send them back. Here's one my my kid did of Spider Man, or you uh-huh. know, or something like that. You know, I mean, some oh, offbeat that maybe he doesn't hear all the time. Something that you know. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? I mean, you kind of come for, because think about it. Every other male in his inbox is going to be asking the same things that you probably wanted to ask. Right. That's true. Ava, we're getting the colors out tonight. Actually, no, it's thank you. Eleven to sleep. Thank you, George. <laughs> thank you, George, for suggesting we draw Spider-Man for Steve. And I would also put a self-addressed stamp envelope in there for him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I plan on doing. So, all right, that's enough Ditko news. Uh, another offbeat uh, bit of uh, <laughs> I found this one. I thought this was hilarious. Evidently, Spider-Man's milkshakes bringing him to the to the yard. George, or, help me or out. Or the gulag. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man milkshake. No, yeah, uh, Spidey is going to have his own brand of uh, milkshake in Russia. <laughs> You know how random is this? Well, this is this is this is Obama's answer to the new Cold War. <laughs> Instead of an arms race, we're just going to engage. We're going to we're going to engage Russia with food and beverage. Well, well, what, what, who tried to solve problems with Spider-Man towels several years Spain. ago? That was Spain. Yeah, but now this is um, the website that you found it on. Yeah, uh, from your Google aggregator was called uh, foodbev.com, meaning foodandbeverage.com. In the internet, literally anything exists. Something, you know, if it has an industry behind it, it will have multiple web pages that cover it as news. Yeah, dude. And this is one of them for the food and beverage industry, which makes a lot of money every year. And there's probably people, you know, it's like Clark Griswold. You know, he's just he's a cereal varnish guy. You know, everybody, everything's got a thing. I met a, you know, like every now and then, like you meet somebody at work who's like, yeah, I make a mean brisket. Everybody does a mean brisket. I met a, I met a slaw guy once, a coleslaw guy, and it blew my goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was, what? 
What the hell kind of left turn was that? That's awesome. Like I've never met a slaw guy before. That's awesome. What's up, slaw? You know, I hear you make hell of a slaw. I mean, you know, what you will slap you will slap your mama when you taste my butternut squash. I mean, you know, everybody's a meat dude that you meet at work, except for like this one guy. I met the coleslaw guy, and I was like, son of a bitch. I wonder if you have ever met the potato salad guy. <laughs> no, potato salad guy. That's that's that that's its own little genre. Nobody says I'm the coleslaw guy. That's anyway. True. Back to milkshakes. Uh, milkshakes. Sorry, I just kind of I just kind of went off there. Sorry. That was awesome. Um, but uh, <laughs> so it's this. And I don't know much about the Russian food and beverage industry. I mean, I'm sorry. I just don't cover it as much as maybe foodandbeverage.com does. I'm just not – you know, I can know a lot of things. I'm a jack-of-all-trades. I consider myself an autodidact, meaning I, I learn things by myself. You know what? I, le- I can learn them fairly quickly. I know nothing about any of the groups mentioned in this article. But you know, the article mentions them like you know, it's people that you would know because it's people in the food and beverage industry reading it. Right. Okay. So Alcon Group has collaborated with Wrexham. <laughs> <laughs> develop a range of Spider-Man themed can designs for milk produ- milkshake producer Mio. Right. What you know? That's, I mean, just reading that right there, it's like I'm I'm in a movie, and I'm reading about companies <laughs> that don't exist or something because I've never heard of them. Beatrice, I've heard of Alcon Group. I don't know. That sounds like somebody in GI Joe would fight. <laughs> Mio. You know. Okay. So speaking about, I'm just I'm reading it from their article. Yeah. Speaking about the ongoing relationship with Wrexham, Mio marketing director Nikita Volkov, which immediately made me think of WWF wrestler uh, Nikolai Volkov, <laughs> you know, and how him and the Iron Cheek used to tag team, and then Iron Cheek was running around on the microphone going, Iran number one, Russia number one. And I'm like, dude, there can't be two number ones. Pick one. Anyway, Mio marketing director Nikita Volkov said, we knew we could rely on Rexham's professional approach to create a unique package for the product. We are thrilled with the new Marvel can designs and hope that our younger target audience will love them. The 33 centiliter sleek cans, and centiliter uh, for you folks in the United States is, well, I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> I've never even heard of a centiliter. Yeah, 30, the 33 centiliter, ca- I'm, I'm guessing it's 16 ounce. Uh, the 33 centiliter sleek cans produced by Rexham's the Slav plant in Russia. Now, that's not me trying to read the Queen's English and, and failing like you do, Brad. That's me trying to read another language. What was that word I couldn't read in Ditko's letter? What, you, you wouldn't even I don't know, me. but when you finally figure it out, you come tell me what it was, and I'll know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> Brad's flipping me off right now. No, I'm, I'm getting in the car to kick your ass. <laughs> the 33 centiliter can, sleek cans produced by Rexham's plant in Russia are now available in traditional retail outlets and local networks in Russia and will soon be available in federal networks. The flavors, by the way, in case anyone's wondering uh, what yes, flavor uh, Spider-Man is, yeah, it is orange and passion fruit. Why it can't be chocolate and vanilla, I don't know. I mean, those are two standards. Those are proven winners. Yeah, why do you want a milkshake of orange, an orange milkshake well, or passion? It makes me wonder if there's actually vitamin C in the orange milkshake, you know, and that will help uh, Russian farmers fight off the scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, and that maybe there's passion fruit in there to try to, you know, for the for the antioxidants, and you know, maybe to give you that extra pep in the bedroom that you need to refresh the missus. So I just clicked on the uh, uh, foodandbev.com. No, it's not and- foodandbev. It's foodbev. Oh, foodbev.com. I mean, I don't want to tell you your business, Brad. And, 
And I, I think we might need to bookmark this website because guess what the top story is on that website? What? They are releasing uh, – Mars Candy Bars are releasing a limited edition Snicker Bar. One has more caramel in it, one has more chocolate in it, and one has more nuts. And <laughs> God damn. So I quit. <laughs> I quit. That's it. I'm out. George, are you going to get the more nut one? <laughs> I got all the nut I need, Brad. <laughs> Thank you very much, though. Oh man, there's this. This is an oh, outstanding website. Just all the food and beverage information you can ever need to I'm, know. I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure that there's Spider-Man shit on everything in every country. You know, I bet there's. Some kind of, you know, extra sugary, you know, bread candy down in Mexico with Spider-Man on it. <laughs> or some kind of squid jerky with Spider-Man's face on it over in Japan yeah. or Asia. You know, there's well, you know that we, we did a story several years ago about Spider-Man apples. Um, Disney's <laughs> releasing the Spider-Man uh, character on apples. I, I bought some uh, grapes from uh, Sam's Club the other day, and they were Disney Princess grapes. They had the Disney Princess. As so long as you're not getting Tony Stark grapes. <laughs> I wouldn't trust those grapes. Uh, should we move on, or Jr. Michael, you have any strong opinions about Spider-Man milkshake? No, Jr.'s with me. We're both quitting. <laughs> now, well, I didn't quite see what this. What does this milkshake look like exactly? It's in a can that has Spider-Man on it. Do the math. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I mean, just the. I mean, the idea of having like a Spider-Man-related food, I always kind of think like, well, does it have like little. You know, little chocolate spider things inside. It of doesn't it. look like a dong. Is that what you're asking? No, oh no, God. no. I'm just wondering because anytime I always <laughs> hear something Korea. about oh, a spider, like I'm something that's a spider food item, it's more like, are, yeah. is there, does it have like little things that look like spiders in them or little spidey eyes or something like nope, that? Just orange and passion. Because I no, in Russia, they, make, they use real spiders in their milkshakes when they. Oh, want. there you go. Right. And All our, right. And our uh, audience just went through the tank. We're, so. <laughs> we're wrapping up Spider News with one last item, and, and we've had some fun with fun eBay auctions over the years. We have? I uh, well, <laughs> Brad's had some fun with. Remember that hundred? That, you know, by the way, that hundred thousand dollar amazing Spider-Man two fifty two printing press thing, still not sold. Shocking. He hasn't moved. He still hasn't moved his price. It's still a hundred grand. Shocking. If you like, it's up, it's up on eBay currently. But I stumbled across a movie prop that I think is kind of interesting. It's not, it's not. It's not a hundred thousand dollars, but uh, the seller is asking for two thousand four hundred ninety-five dollars for a wedding ring. This is the actual movie prop that was Aunt May's engagement ring in the Spider-Man Three movie with Sam Raimi. Remember the scene where he's fighting Harry Osborn in the sky, and then the ring is falling away. Anyway, twenty-three people are watching this auction. Uh, what do you think? Would you guys want to buy Aunt May's ring? F Dead no. <laughs> F no. If, if I was a billionaire arms dealer, sure, I'd buy it. <laughs> You're not. But I'm not. Well, who? It's probably, Go ahead. Well, is it, it, it's probably just a cubit zirconium or whatever it's called. It's probably not even actual diamond. It's probably not even that. It's probably just kind it's of probably glass. And that's, you know, <laughs> well, let's see. Is there a description to this? It's a ring. Okay. It goes on your finger. Let's see if there's a description. For $2,500, you'd think there'd be a description. Let's see. Um, it just shows some pictures of the ring, some scenes from it. Uh, it has a certificate of authenticity. 
there's pictures of what the guy plans to buy when you buy it from him with the money. <laughs> like lap dances, a new computer. $2,500 worth of lap dances. And, you know, a big bag of candy for Halloween. Yeah, some Spider-Man milkshakes from Russia. Um, any any thoughts on a Spider-Man wedding ring or Aunt May wedding ring? I'm glad she has yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is there any mo- is there any movie prop from any of the Spider-Man movies you guys would like? Jr. I imagine you would like a pumpkin bomb. You probably like a goblin glider. <laughs> yeah, he probably would. I haven't really given it any thought, to be honest. I think that'd be right up your alley, uh, George. What would be a prop you'd like? Um, maybe uh, one of Doctor Octopus's arms from uh, from the movie. What about you, Mike? What would be a Spider-Man prop you would like? Oh, George kind of stole my uh, idea. That was the best villain in the trilogy. Well, there, there's four of them. You can have one arm. Yeah, there's, there's one for each arm. when he gets back. I think the mask would be cool, or maybe a web shooter from the recent ones. Yeah. Or Kirsten Dunst. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't, I, I, you're going to pay a little bit more for that. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Final thoughts on this episode before we wrap it up. Go, George. I got to pee. Michael. Uh, Meh, that's how we started the show. Well, I'm just going to there you go. And JR, final thoughts. We'll move on. Ba and fe. Yeah. Fe. All right. Land it there. What the hell is ba and fe?